Good morning, everybody. So today we will talk about some performance-based stuff. So when you go to the gym, if you do go to the gym, there's three main exercises you always hear come up. It would be the squat, the bench press, uh, the deadlift, and potentially the fourth would be the overhead press or military press. You do those four movements, you kind of work in the entire body. You, you could go heavy in them, you feel good and strong when your lifts go up in those, and they should be a core part of everyone's routine if you go into the gym, right? When it comes to squats, there's been a huge amount of debate between should you squat parallel, so like you're just going halfway, it feels like you're going halfway down from your standing position to the floor, or should you go ATG, they call it, ass to grass or ass to ground, where you squat as low as you can and back up. So what is actually better, you know? From my personal perspective, I've always squatted ATG, all the way down and up. I don't go as heavy as other people, but I've seen leg growth that way by a significant margin versus going heavy, but parallel is called, you know, just like, um, it's quite, you know, just if you go, if you sit in, maybe a chair is a good example. If you sit in a chair, that's probably about parallel, right? If the chair's a decent height. It's quite hard to explain without a visual. Um, but they did look at what a squat looked like in this 2013 study by the European Journal of Applied Physiology. Um, the effects of squat training with short range of motion versus long range of motion. So the quarter partial squat, so the knee to 60%, so it's kind of a shallow squat. Um, so if you're standing and you're going down to, what can we say, just a little bend, say. Just a little bend, but bam, done. And then the other one's below parallel. So when you sit in a chair, I'm trying to, re- <laughs> I'm trying to do it now, if you sit in a chair, it's going down a bit lower than that, beyond what you think is uh, parallel. It's kind of, that's how I visualize it. It's like you need to go lower than you think um, to go for the full range of squats, in my perspective. Some people feel like they go too low and they haven't gone deep enough, right? So when they looked at the research on the lighter squat versus the deeper squat, here's what they found. It was done for males, by the way, so it could be slightly different for men. Um, 12 weeks of progressive squat training, so reps are matched, maximum sets was matched. Um, They looked at muscle growth on several positions, so the front thigh, quadriceps, adductors, and the back thigh, hamstrings, with MRI. So the deep squat training resulted in a superior increase in front thigh muscle, 4.7%, 4.7% 4.7%, 4.7% more. There were no clear changes in the back thigh muscles, so the hamstrings. Um, lean body mass of the legs increased by 2% in the deep squat group with no increase observed in the shallow squat. The deep squat group achieved an increased body mass of 1.7 kg and a total lean body mass of 1.2 kg. No changes in body mass are detected in the shallow squat group and no difference between training groups in body composition and no changes in fat percent in either group. Right? So deep squat training also showed a superior increase in isometric knee extension strength at 75 degrees um, and knee flexion. And deep squat training increased counter movement jump, CMJ height increased by 7% in the shallow squat group and 13% in the deep squat group. Increasing squat jump performance, 15% versus shallow squat training. Um, Deep squat group increase of 20% was observed in both squat ranges. Uh, only looking at one rep max in the shallow squat group achieved a 36 increase in the shallow squat and 9% in the deep squat. So when you're looking at deep squat, deep squat will also help your shallow squat, so you're like a heavier squat maybe, but the shallow squat achieved a, obviously an increase 
in the shallow squad itself by 36%, but only a 9% increase if you wanted to go deeper, right? So overall, you looking at squatting, you're likely, according to this research and from a personal experience, is to master going a bit deeper than you think without causing up lower back problems. You know, this is it's a technical movement. It's not something you'll master straight away. But if you can get the confidence to go to the gym and master the squat um, and you go deep enough, you will reap the rewards of the full range of motion. Now, does this apply to every muscle group? You see a lot of people do shorter range of motions. You don't, they don't go through the full range. There's old school bodybuilders that used to do short range stuff. There's older school bodybuilders like Arnold and all them used to do full range and everything, right? So they develop full muscle bellies as they would say. So when you want to look at your performance, you can't just think the plan is enough. You need to look at your technique and your form. If your technique and form aren't good, not utilizing full range, you're just limiting yourself. And you're cheating yourself, basically. So you see a lot of um, women in the gym now doing heavy hip thrusters with the barbell, right? And they kind of remind me of the ego lifting you see in the bench press by men. It's kind of a similar thing where you see them do like really heavy barbell hip thrust, but you see that there's a lot of movement in the lower back. There's a lot of upper body movement. There's a lot of kind of like you know, kind of swing in it. And it's like, yeah, you, you're going to put some weight through the glutes, but your technique is rubbish. You're not even controlling it all the way through. You're not even getting that full range of motion, squeezing at the top, having that proper control and back down full range. It's because you're more concerned about going heavy on it. Of course, you want to go heavier over time, but this is a, a age-old advice about form when it comes to lifting. Leave the ego at the door, they always say, and stuff like that, but people tend to struggle with this. And when it comes to training... Um, Al Schwarzenegger did a Reddit Q&A the other day and it was some interesting questions and I was like hey should I um, how should I do my training how should I what schedule should I do blah blah and Al was like listen just try and add a few reps week after week or go another set or go a bit heavier that's it over time that is as simple as it is right there are more advanced techniques of getting past plateaus and all that but most of us listening here don't need to, to take on those advanced stuff. It's always the basics, man. Why are we scared of the... You don't need to pay money for advanced programs when you haven't even mastered the basics. Nobody masters the basics because they think it's not... They think the secret isn't there. And that's the frustrating thing from our end as coaches and stuff as well is seeing how people just don't want to know the truth that it's the basics that matter. Like, I can't jump in and learn a fucking guitar, can I? A guitar solo... As much as I want to do some Metallica long, Metallica one solo, I can't get there unless I've mastered the basics. Just can't do it. So why do we think it's different when it comes to nutrition and training and stuff? We just think I'll jump into an advanced training plan. I need something advanced. I need something. No, you don't need something advanced. Let me tell you how you don't. You know, are you Olympic level athlete? No. Are you training? six, seven times a week with the weekend games, sometimes midweek games, no, you know? Are you at that level? You're not. Is your life all about performance for athleticism, for the sport you're playing, or the, the, you're not? So why are you thinking that your answer is in advanced programming, you know, or, or special meals or whatever it may be? When you really look at biographies and stuff of athletes and all as well, you realize how basic the nutrition is. 
how basic they're just training is. They just love training, just went training, just did some, uh, got, got basic nutrition right and focused on their form and technique. That's what made them better. And it's the same with everything. You can do, you can, you can, you can worry about if your program is right all you want. But the best way to get better at the squat is to just go and squat properly with full range of motion. Once a week, try and increase your load over time, either by one rep extra a week until you get to 10 or 12 reps and you can put the weight up, whatever it may be, it's very basic. That's where your results will come. Mental. Um, there was, do you know that Stephen Bartlett guy who does the uh, podcast, and he's done another one now with this other guy, about, um, he takes these snippets out of context. This is what annoys me with these videos. He'll take a snippet like, calories don't matter. But then when you watch the podcast with this latest guy, what he's actually saying is, he's not saying calories don't matter, even though he's done a book saying it don't matter. He doesn't actually, doesn't actually agree with that. He says, calories are useful as a tool, obviously, but you, they're not that accurate. And it's like, right, okay. So, because it's not 100% accurate, should we throw it away? No. And he says, and an example he uses is interesting because he says, with protein, we know this, you eat more protein, a higher protein diet. Say you had eat 100 calories of protein, um, only 70 calories net will be there because 30 calories will be needed to actually digest protein. So he says, calories are wrong. Well, they're not wrong, are they? Because in its form, before you eat it, there's 100 calories there. So you're digesting 100 calories of protein, that's still getting digested, but your body has to use the equivalent of 30% of it to digest it. So there's still 100 calories being digested, but there's also an extra 30 calories being used to digest it. Does that make sense? So it's not wrong that there's 100 calories of protein, it's just that the body takes more energy to digest some, some stuff. So that's why high fiber, high protein diets can help with weight loss because yes, they use more energy to digest the, the foods. So obviously the if we increase our protein, increase our fiber and have a look at our total calories in, the, in a range, we've locked it in. Feel fuller for longer, have the benefits of um, strength gains and muscle gains from the protein. Fiber's gonna improve our fullness as well, right? And then you still need to have a ballpark figure of your total energy coming in. God, let's make something else up. We don't have to use calories, whatever it is. Whatever the f measurement is, use it. You could, you, you know, there's a book in 1550, the first ever book on fat loss or eating healthily. And that guy says, I started eating 350 grams of food a day and 250 grams of wine, right? Or something along those lines. And he did and he lost weight. And sometimes when you got ill, he ate 450 grams of food and it reduced his wine a bit. So he's at set, he is tracking his energy intake. Does that make sense? The energy intake's being tracked, just not via calories. It's being tracked via mass. And it's not that's not as accurate as the calories, obviously, because different foods have different calorie densities. He wouldn't have known anything about that, but likely he would have had more unprocessed foods back in those days. So no matter the form you use, calories is a simple way to track your energy in. It's not gonna be bang on, but if you hit the ballpark figure over time and your weight doesn't come down, you need to reduce your energy intake so you can reduce the portion sizes of the foods you already eat. That's a very simple way of going about it. Or you can increase your activity via like adding 2,000 steps a day on average. And again, it comes back to basics like that. Same as the training, the basics are there. You don't have to change your entire diet. So when you join Turtle, for example, 
on the masterclass. We never say, hey, change your entire diet around to be in the perfect diet and track that. We say, just track what you already eat day to day. See where it lands. You know where it lands? Okay, happy days. Reduce the portion sizes. Maybe switch that that snack for another snack. Just do basic, small tweaks and then see what happens after a few weeks. Might lose some fat. Keep going, keep going. You start hitting the plateau because your metabolic rate will drop. Your total daily energy expenditure will drop as your weight comes down. So that's why we try and slowly increase steps. The app will adjust your macros or adjust your calories down to ensure you're still in the deficit and happy days. Happy days, that's how it works. Right, so this is just get back to basics day. It's Thursday, you might have done nothing all week. It's Thursday, you might have still been recovering from last weekend. Thursday, you might have been on it this week. We don't put the foot off the pedal now, it's Thursday. And coming into Friday, we have to focus on today. Every single day, we silo it back to today. And it's always the basics that matter, guys. Always, forever and ever and ever and ever till the end of time. The basics is what's going to make make it all work, do you know? Make the champions. If you want to be a champion, master the basics. If you want to be all idea, all the gear, no idea, jump into advanced programs every time and think you're going to do it and you're not going to do it and spend a fortune and then you will be like, well... If I just did the basics over a few years, I'll be here. Right? So basics done. Get you one big thing. This is again basics, one big thing. Just get one big thing done. Doesn't matter if it's a personal work thing, whatever, just write it down, get it done. Most people don't get anything done a day. So if you just get one big thing a day done, you are ahead of most people when it comes to productivity. So just get that done. You don't have to do everything, by the way. But the magic is, when you do your one big thing, knock-on effects, you do other things. You build momentum. The same as that two-minute rule. Oh, I don't want to go for a run, but I'll just put my trainers on, go for a walk around the block. You end up going for a run. We, Our brains are easy to trick. We can trick ourselves very easily using those types of rules. That's why it's important to do a one big thing. Or, uh, all right, I'll just go for a walk. All right, I'll just go to the gym, and I'm not feeling there, but I'll do a few reps. You end up going and doing more. So, get going. So, have a good day. Use this as your prompt to do whatever it needs to be doing, tracking your breakfast, whatever it is. Get it done, and I'll see you tomorrow.